KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. I've seen the movie Amelia, and I can tell you that Amelia Earhart is still missing. The figure in the movie is a proto-feminist with a frozen smile spouting free-as-a-bird slogans from a bird brain script. The production struggles to stay aloft, and like its heroine, it will soon vanish without a trace. But below and beyond the mystery of Earhart's fate, Amelia leaves you wondering how its abundantly gifted director, Mira Nair, and its Oscar-winning star, Hilary Swank, could have been complicit in such clumsiness. It's the age-old question of why bad movies happen to good people. In this case, the answer starts with the subject matter, which gives off the musty odor of old news. By now, everyone has heard of the dashing aviatrix of the 1930s, and everyone knows, if only vaguely, how her story ends. She and her navigator disappeared over the Pacific during an attempted round-the-world flight. No trace of them has ever been found. Still, her story is an intriguing one. What caused the tragedy? Who was the real woman behind the smile, the rakish goggles, and the publicity campaigns that marketed her to an adoring public? The movie has nothing new or interesting to offer on the first count. It shows her Lockheed Electra simply running out of fuel because of navigational problems and a communications failure. And the screenplay takes a reverential view of her celebrity, doesn't want to consider the possibility that she wanted to be celebrated. This Amelia wants only to fly. I want to be free, she says, a vagabond of the air. She says this to the publisher George Putnam, who becomes her business partner and later her husband. He's played by Richard Gere, who gets no more help from the script than Hilary Swank does. George is the smirk to Amelia's smile, the victimizer to her victim, the ambitious entrepreneur who keeps pushing her toward profitable adventures In the name of American capitalism, Amelia's final flight provides the only source of drama, of quasi-drama, since the outcome is never in doubt, but it's chopped up into short episodes and intercut intrusively with the episodic evolution of her public and personal life. With material like this, what's a director to do? And not just any director, but the woman recently responsible for two wonderful films, The Namesake and Monsoon Wedding. Those were Indian films, though, produced mostly on Miranair's home turf. This one is a star vehicle with an American theme, and she may well have had to shoot the script as it was written. The best she's been able to do is bring some spontaneity to a few scenes between Amelia and George once he's come around to seeing her as a human being instead of a marketable product. As far as Hilary Swank is concerned, she tries to inhabit a role with no living quarters. The writing is all about externals, what Amelia says rather than what she feels, and how she looks, glamorous, though she says she wears pants because she doesn't like her legs, and feminine, though there's one fleeting hint of more complicated sexuality. 
Even the flying is about externals. Apart from admiring her new Electra and pushing an occasional throttle, the most famous female pilot in history displays no particular feeling for the gorgeous machinery at her disposal. The whole movie is a failure to communicate. I'm Joe Morgenstern, and I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.